Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're back in Dream Life Studios, uh, not for a poly podcast, but for a just regular We Love Jess, and we invited her to do a regular episode. I'm so happy to be on a regular episode. Yay. What a cute, this is a breakthrough moment for me. <laughs> this is, this we is keep nice. breaking records with you, so we're just going to have you along. Yeah. Oh. Because like, <laughs> you were for special episode. Mm-hmm. We broke our like one of our big records with you. People loved it, and mm-hmm. now we're here getting you a new regular episode. People love the topic. That's and what you, it is. I think you're the most you're the person who's come back on the podcast the most times. So that's another record too. Yay. Oh my god! So when is the award show? <laughs> oh my god! After the two films, we're having an award show. We're just like it's a small dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big. Thing it's like everybody. funniest episode. Like all these categories, and have your fans vote. <laughs> oh my god! All two of them. I'm there. Neil. Neil and my boyfriend are going to be voting on what's best. Yay. <laughs> so um, we are, let's see. Actually, Joe, what are we recapping? Today, we are recapping <laughs> Sex in the City. You don't season say. Season three. Episode five. No ifs, ands, or buts. This episode was written by Michael Patrick King. And in this episode, Charlotte's first date with Brad is great until he puckers up. Carrie has designs on Adam, Aiden, a furniture maker, and Miranda leaves Steve holding the ball. Did you write that description? No. I did. I, I believe in another life I did write that description. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's it's like also, the official Reader's Digest description. Of yeah. The synopsis okay. from the book that. Okay. That we got gifted by our friend Susan. Edition. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. And I'm like, who writes some of these? Because sometimes... Some of the times are sometimes awful. Sometimes it'll, like, spend a sense and a half talking about, like, this is the big thing that happens, but it's the most minor things and leaves out entire storylines from the description. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, whose job is it? Because that girl went in, she wrote the description, didn't even watch the episode, she made that coin, and then she left. Right. Right. Like reading a book report for a book you didn't read. Yes. In elementary school, we would have our, it was like our reading hour. And that's where we would go into like someone else's classroom, depending on where your level was for reading. And every single day you had to prove that you read more of your book or read something. And every single time I would just make it a TV episode that I currently watched. So the arc was still there. So whoever was reading what it was about, they're like, oh man, that character progressed from last time and last time. And it was just me watching television. I was like, I'd love to read, but sometimes I didn't want to read that night. That's clever AF. <laughs> yeah. See, and I was the kid in school that uh, read ahead and they hated me. Because they would always be like, what do you think this is foreshadowing? And my hand would shoot up like Hermione Granger. And they'd be like, Paige, I know we you've read it. You've, you're at the end of the book. Don't ruin it for everyone. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't help it that I did what I was supposed to. And other people were liking it. I'm like, it's a 200-page book in like giant font. I finished it in a night. Like, why are we <laughs> taking two weeks to read through this nonsense? It's just Island of the Blue Dolphins, you guys. God. Shut up. I love Island of the Blue Dolphins. <laughs> I Island of the Blue one. Dolphins and the K were like... My first books. I didn't read the K. The K was so sad. And then they created like a semi-sequel pre- prequel about the black man who was on the island with this blind boy, Timothy of the K. 
and that one made me cry because I was like, what grade levels are these? These are like somewhere in elementary school. I five, think, yeah, five fifth, and six. Because yeah. I'm officially have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. What did you do? You remember any books that you read? Um, I was boxcar children all the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, my my non required reading was very much a lot of Sweet Valley High. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. Babysitters you know, Club, Babysitters Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I will still pull out sometimes. Occasion. I mean. Which, I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but did you know that they made a new Sweet Valley High with them as, like, our age, like, no. a couple of years ago? And it is delicious. That's actually really brilliant, because I bet you hella people were invested in that enough, at least, to, like, look into it. En- enough to come back and be like, you know what? They're small books. I can pick up a little one now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, our sounds are peaking all over the place, and I cannot figure out who the fuck is louder and who is not. Joe's the loud one. <laughs> Let's let's this me yeah. making a difference is it not me it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> matter it's close enough but it's just funny because we keep like you know us we're like <gasps> i'm not right. that excited yet because legit when we were testing <laughs> our oh <laughs> when we were testing our mics everyone else tested and they're whatever was not that high and then i started talking i was like hi i'm joe and just like stop hold on it's worse i need to fix it <laughs> you're topping you. out you're so loud yeah and you know what's really funny is that in season three i was like our sound is going to be off the freaking charts this is my goal i want us to be prepared and i want us to sound better and mm-hmm. i'm so excited and i feel like we the very first episode we forgot to use the correct mic so it sounds like garbage absolute garbage and then the Derek armstrong episode we um only had one mic and the two guys were loud and I was furthest away and I was quiet. So it was just so I, I'm giving up on the stream. We sound like garbage. You love us anyway. Thank you. That's what you come here for. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I my goal is just to remember to back away from the mic when I'm not talking because I sound like pregnant breathing. So for the first three minutes of this episode, if you heard, <sighs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> There's really not a lot of room left for oxygen in this belly right now. Yeah, Jess is about to pop. And so we were like, could you guest on the podcast like before you you take the turn into motherhood? And you're like, no, I can't do anything for you guys because I am raising a child. Yes, but I still will because I will be in this house and I won't leave. Perfect. And then we'll come back and be like, listen, here, baby. What do you think of this episode? And then in like four years, he'll be able to like guest star and he'll be like, what's up with Samantha though? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to take a year long hiatus because we only have three seasons left and <laughs> we're right. going to have to make it last four years. We're taking a year hiatus. <laughs> no, you'll just have to come back and like start another round or something. Because he's going to we'll be able. Your show. baby will be here for the Carrie Diaries. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Is that what's next? No, I, we, probably, yeah, we No, probably not. But we... We're really not thinking about what's next because we have three more seasons and two movies. Well, you got to stay present. Yeah. So let's. So, yeah. So um, I did kind of want to start off, though, because I feel like we jump in just with you right off the bat and nobody really knows who you are. What? <laughs> I mean, nobody like our Australian readers, our German readers, you know, yeah. you haven't gone international yet. No. So I... It's because I, I don't leave my basement. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's a great basement, to be fair, though. Thank you. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about, like, who you are? And you know, we know all, know all about polyamory and everything, and that's super awesome, but just about, like, what you do, like, with Alchemist and just general things so that people know who you are? That's a... 
it's a tough time to ask me that question because I currently don't know who I am. Mm. I'm in one of those like reinvention phases. Mm. You're reading Elizabeth Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Joe found the Elizabeth Gilbert (laughs) book in the basement. It's Mm -hmm. so true. Yeah, so I am in Reno. I'm an entertainer, producer, director, um, comedy, improv enthusiast. Fairy godmother. Fairy godmother of sorts. Yeah. She's my babushka. Okay. That's cute. I'll (laughs) take that. Um, And I just, I'm a very metaphysical person. I really love the universe and the Holy Spirit And I'm very sex positive. I wanted to be a sexologist when I first went to college. But instead I chose philosophy because it was just so much easier to not have to pick a specific direction of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, It's like general studies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I love your guys' podcast. I love to think. I love to be creative. And I definitely love to create. So... I was actually just going over my submission for the Sierra Arts Grants to Artist Grant. I apply every year, and I was looking over my last four years of submissions, and my submissions were really like, I was really going for, look how much I do in Reno. Look how many different projects I have. Look how involved I am. And I realized, like, wow, that probably, it's such a switch in the maturity of an artist to go from, look how much I do, and look how much I'm involved in, to you know what? I should probably pick one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so hard. It's really hard. And that's what my application submission was about this year. Was about like due to some personal choices that I made on my own and then choices um, sort of outside of my control or at least conscious control. I've had to le- walk away from a lot of things. So I walked away from comedy c- c- in an official capacity and then radio as well mm-hmm. in the last two years leaving really only alchemist theater voiceover work and podcasting and so that's how i would describe who i am right now is i'm like reinventing myself down to um smaller and smaller art forms that i can try to take everything i love from all of those things i've left behind and bring them to what i'm doing now cool i fall in love with you the more you speak <laughs> <laughs> thanks so joe i'm glad it's hard to go through like because you are eight years younger than me i don't know how old you are (laughs) you're 20 are you 24 i'm 23 okay god nine (laughs) years younger than me yeah i feel like you'll reinvent yourself like every seven years i hope so that's my goal because every Mm -hmm. now and then like i hit just new things and i'm like i figured it out this is what i want to be doing and then i'll pursue that to a certain extent i'm like this isn't coming out the way it's because i didn't want it this way i wanted it this way so currently Mm -hmm. like i we were talking in the last episode about things i'm working on for myself and just narrowing it down so it's not more goal driven it's okay fix these things about yourself and then the outcome will be what is meant to be for myself so wherever my choice is in i'm gonna stop doing this focusing more on this working harder at this wherever that leads me to that's what i'm excited for Mm, yes i and you're just so i don't think it's your like entire generation is like leagues beyond where at least i was when i was your age because we get along on a very like we're on the same plane level so i also think you're a little bit advanced (laughs) and a genius but i do feel like a lot of the young artists i've met around your age are all the same way but yeah i feel like i fight the constant battle of am i walking away from things because 
that's the evolution of being an artist is figuring out what to edit, what to cut Mm -hmm. and what to leave behind. Or am I giving up on things? Mm, That's always a tough decision. You don't really get to just you don't get to decide which one's which. It's just going down the path and figuring it out once you've come to your destination. Metaphysically, you have to be willing to walk away from things and leave things behind and reinvent all the time. But at the same time, you know, how many artists do you hear? Like, I've been doing this for 40 years and the reason I'm successful is because I never gave up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's a different path for everybody. So you yeah. just have to be, not necessarily figure it out. You have to go on your path. And yeah. then whatever's working for you, change it in terms of, okay, then do more. Do mm-hmm. less. Do it better. Do it in a different capacity. And know what your value is. And, and know, know what, what you charge. Mm-hmm. Which is numbers That's you're hard. pouring out of the air. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, now that we've gotten deep, mm-hmm. let's get into a crappy episode of Sex in the City. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get... So, in. every episode of Sex in the City. No, I'm, just <gasps> yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. How, no, there's true. been, like, two or three good ones. Okay. Where? Two episodes <laughs> It's like an one. indulgent show where, like, I am getting something out of it. Yeah. But it's yes. kind of like, oh, my God, this show is hella white and hella 90s. It is. Especially this episode. This episode yeah. is real annoying. <laughs> but as we get into it, so... Charlotte, we started off with Charlotte uh, about to have a goodnight kiss with her new dude, who is Brad? Brad. Brad. Okay. Whitest name ever. Um, It could be Josh. Chad. True. You ever met a black guy named Chad? No, never. Um, You're lying. I'm thinking. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm thinking about it. That's what my mom does whenever she's trying to lie, so I think you're lying. No, I'm not. She tries to buy buy herself more time. No, I'm literally trying to think about it, because let's be 100% real right now. It is not very, like, there's not a lot of black people in Reno. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. There's not. We're predominantly white in Reno. White and Latino. Mm -hmm. Yeah, white and Latino. And so there really aren't that many black people that I have ever met Mm -hmm. and been friends with. And... I feel like the the black people that I know all have semi-white names, honestly. Interesting. Um, and I don't know what that says about society now, but I don't – probably not a Chad, though. But Josh, yes. Cool. Um, and Michael. But yeah, but yeah and, Michael's like – a name right and the <laughs> like not not it's, it, you're right that it's rude, a name <laughs> but like michael people will name their sons michael no matter from what region or wherever people come from mm-hmm. ethnicity backgrounds because mm-hmm. michael is just like a strong power name mm. compared That's to fair. like josh like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of ceos named josh <laughs> well maybe we just josh's aren't adult enough yet possibly because that's they weren't that popular back in the day um but the guy that i had a huge crush on in junior high um, was half black. His name was Ethan. That's he a great was, black name. He's, I don't know how he is now. He might be toe up right now. I don't know him anymore. But Why you got to say toe up that way? I, but he was beautiful in junior high. <laughs> he was tall and sweet and had all the moves. And every girl was seriously in love with him. But I knew that we had something special. And I was so deluded. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so great. But he, um, I was telling my mom all about him in junior high back in the day. I was just like, oh, my God, Ethan, he's so sweet. He's so great. Like, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't it's know real I, love, too. Right? It's real love. I He doesn't know I exist yet. But, like, it's going to happen. And um, so my mom and I were at the mall, at Meadowood Mall. 
<laughs> we were walking by um, where the Starbucks is now, but it wasn't a Starbucks then. And his mom and Ethan were walking the opposite direction. And I would like screwed up all of my courage. And I went, hi, Ethan. And he said, oh, hey, Paige. And we all like all kept walking. Nobody stopped. But as soon as we were out of earshot, I was like, oh, my God, mom, that was Ethan. <laughs> And she, like, legit broke my world when she was like, oh, you didn't tell me he was black. Because, honest to God, up until that point, I hadn't noticed. He was just beautiful. He was just a beautiful soul to me. Like, I didn't see color in that way. And I realized that's totally, like, shitty of me to, like, say because I'm white and, yeah, like, the whole thing. But, like, he, he wasn't a color to me. And then I took a class in college that was about racism, and I swear to God, I see everyone's color now, and it's awful. Yeah. No, it's an, I don't think at 16 you could have known that that was, like, it was more of an innocent passive privilege more than, like, unconsciously racist to say, like, oh, I didn't see his color. Yeah. You can't say that now, like right. you said. But right. yes. But you right. also have the education now. You, yeah. in this climate that we're currently in, it's nice to be aware at 16 it was just a privilege that you were unaware of yeah and honestly it was um i think that it was the beginning of me realizing that i was demisexual before that was a word yeah because he was he was a person he was a sweet beautiful person he wasn't his looks right Mm -hmm. because looking back on pictures now i'm like "Mm, you you were okay (laughs) uh my first boyfriend and the guy i lost my virginity to was a black guy named steve Gorgeous. Yes. So I don't know if you know a lot of black guys named Steve. Aforementioned, I don't know that many black I, guys. I, so. Also, I'm on that boat. Where I'm like, I was I just like thinking, yeah. like, what are the black guys' names that I know? I Steve, know more yeah. black women than I do men. Yes, me too. So then I'm like, okay, well, uh, that doesn't count because they're very gendered names. Yeah. So I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. True. I grew up in Reno, Nevada. There are mm-hmm. no ethnics here. <laughs> And they are, they all live in the same neighborhood because I would live in that neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. There's no white kids running down my street Dude. for a while. And then I got to white people neighborhood and I was like, why are our neighbors talking to us? Dude, my high, my high school was legitimately like West Side Story split down the middle. Like there were buildings that if you weren't going to a class there, you didn't go into because they were the Latino sections of the school. Weird. Is that crazy? That yeah. is disgusting. Like, and I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, you would get kicked out of there. It would just be more of a, what are you doing here? Like, oh, little girl, you're like, lost. Yeah, like nobody would, I wouldn't, I didn't feel like I was unsafe going into that. Mm-hmm. And just as they wouldn't feel unsafe going in, it was just there was a clear cut line where you didn't cross it and you stayed with your own kind. And it was very, it was as respectful as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like very much like, nope, you don't talk to them. They don't talk to you. And it was so funny because my best friend at the time was, um, considered a white Latina. And so she hung out with us, but she like had a hall pass essentially. And it was so weird because she was, there were a lot of friends that she had. She could cross over yeah. without a problem, but she was still considered quote unquote white, mm. which was weird. So that stuff for me just transcended my ability to understand in high school. Like, I just, it wasn't, I went to a super white high school, and it's cringy now, the shit that we did, and we were just unaware. But being able to look back and be like, I've grown from that, the fact that I can look back and be cringed, 
is so amazing because people look back and they're like, no, I don't see anything of a problem. And then they'll tell stories and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't. Oh, God, don't I have so much of a problem with my mm-hmm. high school. And I just don't think it was like in, I mean, the internet wasn't really big yet. So it's mm-hmm. not like you were, there were issues that more than what you were seeing on the news that was like going and hot. But I mean, these were obviously still hot button topics, but in my sheltered little rich ride high school, it wasn't. Oh, God. So, our, remember you senior year, you'd have Spirit Week? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. This is true fucking story out of Loveland, Ohio. I don't... Who the Kong, fuck approved yeah. this? <laughs> Somebody, the Thursday of Spirit Week was Ghetto Day. No. Uh-uh. School no. sanctioned. And I shot the senior video. It was like... It was a private... Like, um, independent study that i did because i had just learned video editing and only the photographer teacher had like the stuff and so i spent all i was the fucking girl with the video camera so i filmed all year long and on graduation they played my video it's epic it's like 15 minutes and it captures the entire year really well done actually but there's a part in the video where it's spirit week and there are white kids walking around with grills and their pants dipped low and all kinds of horrible things i am horrified horrified how did this go through (laughs) how did nobody admin admin what were they were Apart from the fact that in most schools right now, they're like, we're not going to let you wear this, this, this for safety reasons or mm-hmm. because it's right. You can't wear spaghetti straps. So nice how much anymore. of a privilege does that have to be to be like, oh, you know what? It's OK. We don't have any ethnic kids here. We mm-hmm. can have a ghetto day. Yep. It will be fine. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. called ghetto day. Oh, my gosh. Isn't this fucking horrible? That's I can't believe horrible. I just shared this on a podcast, except it happened and it needs to be shared. I want to see the mm-hmm. one girl who was like kind of alt who showed up like from the Jewish ghetto and not like... <laughs> She, R&B, you know? she misunderstood the assignment. She's like, oh, I thought we were talking about the night of broken glass. I am so sorry. Some crystal knock bullshit. Oh my, god. oh my god. And one of our spirit weeks, for some reason our theme was like um it was like salad dressing reeks. Okay. So we would have Caesar and everyone came up like in togas and stuff. And I'm obviously now I can't think of any of them. But one of them was Ranch Day and or Pico de Gallo Day. Because it could have been ranch day and make it fit, but we were like, oh, Pico de Gallo. So everyone just showed up looking hella Mexican. But it was also a lot of, like, Latinos in the school. So we're like, oh, we don't really see the problem. It passed by admin. And then we had teachers who were like, are you fucking kidding? You're going to have, like, just kids appropriating the culture come in wearing, like, ponchos and sombreros and all these things. And I was like, I didn't think about it because I was going to dress up using my dad's clothes. And I was super fucking pumped. I was going to rock the fuck out of this. I was like, oh, my God. But right, like. There'd be other kids who would have to come in wearing different things. And I'd be like, wait, do you know what the fuck you're wearing? Do you know what that means? Do you know where that's from? So I'm like, oh, man, we need more woke people in the admin. It would never fly in 2018. (laughs) Yeah. It would never fly. It would that shit. It might go through some high school in Tennessee, but it'd be on the Internet the next day. And that school would be like releasing some international apology you know what i mean right we're sorry for the fact that it gained so much attention yeah mm-hmm. like, we're not sorry we did it we'll do it but, again yeah but we're in 2003 in loveland ohio yeah it went <laughs> kind of under the radar and i am so sorry for the role that i played in that see i won't completely cop to the fact that in high school i was so blind to it all 
I just I picked what I wanted to do. Like Spirit Week, I was like, that's lame. Does that mean I have to like go and shop for clothes and like dress? No, I'm not doing that. I'm so bored with you people. Paige is, but Paige is too cool for Spirit Week. I was so no. I, I live for Spirit Week. Okay. Oh my god. No. I was on leadership for two years. So I got to plan everything. <laughs> I was super pumped, super excited. Don't shit on my Spirit Week. I'll fuck you up. Listen, I was. Uh, I'm uh, not kidding. You. Are you trying to silence no, me? No. Are you trying to white silence me right now? <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Okay. I'm say I'm trying to say what I my experience in high school was day two. I was like, I'm over this high school bullshit. Like all of it. I'm I'm over having to carry a giant block of wood to the bathroom and have to like ask permission and to have like the signed sheet and you only had five of them a day. It was dumb. And I was so over it that I started taking college classes when I was in when I was a junior. Mm-hmm tricked the system literally tricked the system this is the best and got into college my senior year and they just let me take classes hell yeah and so i was like um hey high school i'm only going to be taking three classes the last semester because i have college to go to where you can bring an entire bucket of chicken into class and eat the whole thing and nobody gives a fuck listen that's how i lived my life in high school and that was your problem is you thought there was rules No, there's only rules to people who see the rules. If you believe you're above the rules, you're above the rules. And that's where my white privilege comes in. Because I was also one of the white Latina girls who could cross the boundaries, go hang out with the Latinos. But mostly I hung out in the theater and there were a lot of white people in theater. Mm -hmm. So I was cool with it. And I was taking all like the AP classes. I was up there. So anytime I was like, yo, I don't want to go to class. They'd be like, just stay in my class, do some work. And I'd be like, cool. And then my gym teacher was also the leadership teacher. So every time I was like, yo, I'm not getting sweaty today. He would be like, cool, we have things we need to work on. Yep. I joined the swim team to get out of gym because I don't like to sweat. I love that. I would. <laughs> I think we had a swim team, but there was people I didn't like on it, and we had to go use someone else's pool because we were a poor school. We yeah. didn't have a pool. Oh, yeah, like, we didn't gosh. have a pool. No, that's yeah, doing we, too much. I'm busy. We didn't have a, um, a pool, but this is so great. For all the local Reno people, you're going to love this. So we went to um, Moana Pool. Oh, my they God. Bust, they bust us there. And we would frequently get a different bus driver that had no idea which pool to take us to. They just gave them instructions to take them to a pool. <laughs> and so we would go all over the city. Like, when we would tell them. But, of course, they're not going to listen to a bunch of kids right. saying, no, we need to go to Moana Pool. They're like, uh, no, you're going to Trainer Pool. And we're like, no, no, that's not where the people who teach us are. They're at Moana Pool. <laughs> and so... We literally, my mom had a um, a beeper for work, and all of the pools had codes so that she would know where to pick me up, because it was such a fuck up that they had Why no they idea. they never get their shit together? They never After, got like, their the shit together. second time, maybe like, okay, three let's years. clear up the instructions. Yeah, three, <laughs> three years of swim team, <laughs> and they never got their shit together. I'm just saying, us three don't even need... A TV show to just talk into a microphone. I mean, we have ignored yes. this entire episode. <laughs> we have 26 we minutes have. in. Oh my gosh. So, you know what, though? This is a uh, quality podcast. This is radio, you guys. All right. This is Neil's dream, by the way, because he, I'm going to call him out right now, will stop listening when we start talking about the episode. He told so, Neil, me that. He was you. like, he thinks you guys are brilliant. He was like, they should just do a podcast without the episode because they're so brilliant and they're so good. We're not Seinfeld. We can't do it about nothing. We have to have a basis. 
well, we're so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are. We're funny. So, Neil, if you're still listening at 26 <laughs> minutes, text us. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Shout it out. Keep listening, though, Neil, because yeah, we're about to drop it down. Yeah. So, anyway. Are we going to have to force our listeners to listen to us? Like, okay, we have a special thing, but it's at the end of the episode. Right. So, you have to. Li- no, because now they could just skip it's it. It's called yeah, front selling. Skip- <laughs> front selling. But now I'd be like, oh, it's at the end of the episode. Cool. Yeah. Here. <laughs> All right, back to the episode. So Charlotte is having a good night kiss. Yes, with um, Brad, with Brad, which is a white name, which is a white name. <laughs> That's how we got off oh, on this. Race. Anyway. That's where it is. Um, <laughs> so she's she's yeah she's having a good night kiss with Brad, who seems okay, if not just the tiniest bit smarmy. Um, and he starts licking her face like a dog, and it is. Awful. And Joe and I have talked about this on the podcast several times about how kissing is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all agree that bad kissing is the worst thing ever. Which is basically what they say. Yes. The and they th- yep. they make a note about it. They want to let everyone know that bad kissers are the absolute top of the worst. Everything. Just bad, they, bad, bad. Yeah. They ewed that way more than they did a couple of episodes ago when they were talking about people peeing on each other. Right. Like, that was not as gross as a bad kisser. Yeah. I only wrote down one note for the entire thing. So <laughs> yes. it's like, cut to the next scene. They're at their, like, bitches brunch. Mm-hmm. Mm, bitches and brunch. Samantha says, a bad kisser is non-negotiable. And I have a problem with that. I also have a problem with that. That was also one of my <laughs> I don't. So you guys go. Okay. So <laughs> trace things. Mm. Um, all right, so <clears throat> one, ugh, there is nothing like a good kisser, like, mm-hmm. good kisser off the bat who is compatible with your kissing and fucking nails it. Like, take my panties off right now because, oh my god, it's like a movie. <laughs> so good. So, yes, great kissers are the best. Two, I've never kissed a girl that was not a good kisser. Okay. Girls are better kissers yeah, than boys. Yeah, girls are better kissers. I have never girls are kissed. better kissers. I have never boys. kissed a girl. I can't. And it was not I a good kiss. I can't with that either. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and number three, you will have your turn, Paige. I will. Number three, a bad kisser is not non-negotiable. It's heartbreaking. It's fucking tragedy. But train that shit. Communicate have, that shit. If you're in a relationship, Fair. if you care about them, help them. Later on, Charlotte kind of gets a little flow for that. But it's... She still gives up way too easily. Way too easy. Well, and she's like trying to manipulate him too. She's kind of like, she pussyfoots around it. Like, I like it when you kiss like this, which is like a gentle way to coach someone. Mm -hmm. But you can also just say, I do not like that you are licking my face and like throwing your tongue all over. Like, I like to be kissed like this. You don't have to be fucking coy. Right. You You can can say, hey, that doesn't feel good. Whatever you think is happening... It's not happening right now. I know. So Mm -hmm. I do not think it's non-negotiable. I think that shit is trainable. And I have trained so many men's. And I want to talk to all their girlfriends later and be like, (laughs) Cho, welcome. Cho, welcome. It's like that Megan Trainor song about all of the things you do for a boy. And then then he moves on and you're like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. A nation thanks you. A nation thanks you. (laughs) And the last thing I'm going to say about it is the one thing. So there was four, not three. Well, it's more 3B. Oh, okay. Okay, subsection B. <laughs> um, the th- only thing when I'm having a bad kiss is like, how do you not know this is a bad kiss? Have you seen a movie? Do you enjoy good kissing? Okay, like, here's the thing. If we tell people, hey, don't look at movies, that's not what real life is like, then you can't really compare it to that. I just feel like with kissing... It's but bad slow. kissers don't know that they're bad kissers. Me and my boyfriend are compatible kissers. Mm-hmm. And we established that like early on. And we're like, oh, we're compatible kissers. And then I'm like, wait... But what if we're both just bad kissers? 
but we're compatible. So, so we don't. So we don't so know. You have no idea. Yeah, because yeah. it works for us. It's a fucking art. I'm sorry. I, it does. It is. And I feel like there's a universal, like universality of. I could pretty much kiss anyone and have them be like, mm, she's a really good kisser. And be like, yeah, I know. No matter what your style is, because there's a universal good kiss. After you have your baby, <laughs> we're going to make out because I want to see what this is Why about. do I why have, not, to, why, why why do you have to wait? Yeah. Because I want to get in there. <laughs> he wants to make I don't sure. want to lick your baby on accident since I'm going to be so deep in there. Good. Like, I just... I I'm can't. so turned on I, right now. And I'm a little worried that you're a bad kisser now. <laughs> I am also worried that I'm a bad kiss. That's why I'm like, if you don't know, you don't know. I've no, never... we will set that shit up. I'm done. <laughs> so I, I've never been told I was a bad kisser. Every single person that I have kissed has said you're a good kisser. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little overconfident about it. I had someone bite I've my lied. chin. Like legit. You lied to me? <laughs> <laughs> I've had someone who was like making out with me, keeps their like top lip in between my mouth and just brings like their bottom jaw to my chin. No. I was like, Am I missing something? I didn't get this. Yeah, your jaw. This was not a cruel intentions. I did yes, not understand no. this. Yeah. But that's where I wanted to bring up cruel intentions. That's a good way of teaching. Cause especially if you're trying to be good. sensual, yes. trying to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, no, you're doing it wrong. Do it like this. Massage my tongue with your yes. tongue. Yes. She teaches. And it was so good. Whatever her intentions were, that's not what Cruel we're debating. or otherwise. <laughs> yes. But it was a good case, and it was also super sensual, mm-hmm. and I had an erection the entire time, and I will still have an erection to this day. I know. And we were talking about that movie okay. when Joe and I were filming our commercial mm-hmm. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We were, I like, talking about that movie and, like, how quintessential it was for the development of our Which sexuality. Amazing. And that soundtrack is still awesome. Dude, good call. The soundtrack, the attractive cast, it had girl on girl, it had boy on boy, it had girl on girl, it had boy mm-hmm. on girl, girl on boy, and it had interracial relationships. And I was like, man... It's got it all. And slightly incestuous. And slightly incestuous, which me and Jess decided that we don't have a problem with. <laughs> no. no. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> One thing I want to say about the first kiss thing in this episode. There is no first kiss that should not be sensual and slow. In no world yes. is a first kiss throw you up against the wall and start freaking going. And I did have a first kiss. W- granted, this is what happens when you date a younger person because he was eight years younger than me. So he was 22. I thought you were just going to say he was eight years old. And I don't know why, but I was like. We just talked about this. If it's not incestuous. I mean, if we're not drawing a line. I'm not a pedophile. (laughs) Listen, there's a difference between fucking a sibling and fucking a step sibling, which is what the incestuous part that we're okay with. Step sibling. Yes. And fucking a child. So don't try to come for me. Don't king shame me and my shipping of I think we need a new term, step sestuous. Yes. Because we, we yeah. decided, Joe and I decided we were cool with the step stuff and we were step cool with the fine. twin stuff. Twin says. So I'm doing twin says. We're cool with twin says? Yeah, I am. You don't have to be. This is not a royal we. This is specifically me and Jess. That's fair. And when we talked about, about it, it wasn't like, okay, obviously not for our siblings, but we can no. see it in someone else's siblings. It's, it's an fetish. idea. Okay. Yeah, it's a fetish. Yeah. Okay. So, oh but like. <laughs> no, I think we're opening people up because, you know, people are like, yeah, totally. Everyone thought Cruel Intentions was hot. When the stepbrother and stepsister got it on. And you don't know why you feel tingly in your body. Your mind is not okay with it, but your body is reacting. Absolutely. And then you also had the beautiful scene with Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon. And mm. he's just like licking down her sternum to her belly. And I was like, hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, she's the one person that does, like, doesn't show nudity. Everyone else is like super, super suggestive in there. And she's the one that's like kind of restrained a little bit. Her and cleavage is great still in that amazing. scene. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I backed away from the mic because I know I'm heavy breathing. Right now. 
Anyways, let's anyway. Get, let's move past the first let's fucking scene of this damn move show. Past it. Show. Yeah. So um they yeah so they're at their bitch fest um and their good friend what was her name I forget her name I wrote down his name I didn't write down her name the the chef who owns the restaurant Deanna uh, Adina 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 which stereo- I got it in the ballpark <laughs> stereotypical black name. Is that a stereotypical um, black name? I think so, yeah. I've never named anyone. I've never heard of anyone named that that's white. Adina Menzel? That's... Adina. Not Adina. It's close enough. And she's ethnic. Is she? <laughs> yes. Is she Italian? No, she's way Jewish. Is that ethnic? Yes. Don't... Do not come for me on this. There is... Jews are... No, we're not... We're not talking about this right now. <laughs> They're the OG lost. ethnic. Yeah. We're the chosen people. Back off. <laughs> no, so she owns the restaurant. She does fusion. And apparently they're all friends, even though we've never seen her before. But, you know, affirmative action came to Sex in the City. And we're like, oh, no, we need to put somebody of color in here. So she's I first first time I saw this episode, I was like, that girl's fabulous. Yes. Like, she has the, the whole chef's thing, but you could tell she's got a hot body underneath it. She's confident. She's sexy. Good for her. Hell yeah. And was totally there for it. And then she introduces her. I have the this note is, like, so racist, but I thought it was great. So my note is, Siobhan Williams, her brother, a hot chocolate of a man and sister to the chef. Mm. And I'm like, oh. He was so sexy. How did you spell Siobhan? I'm curious. Did you spell it like phonetically or did you spell it the Irish Celtic way? I don't know. <laughs> um, I spelled it S-H-I-V-O-N. Okay. What's that? Uh, I think that's the phonetic way because one of my close friends, her name's Siobhan, but it's spelled S-H-I-V-A-U-N. Mm. And then the Celtic or Irish way, I don't want to mix it too, just in case that that's not the same thing. But theirs is S I A. No, S-I-O-B-A-N. And Shaban. Oh, that's, yeah, Shaban. Yeah. Yeah. There's an O. Yeah. yeah B-I-A-N or yeah. something. Yeah. So I was like, I just wanted to know. I was curious. Yeah. That's that's how I wrote it down. And I don't know why. That's just it, it's what came to me. I was but curious. I was still, I listen, I wasn't worried about, <laughs> about my spelling. I was just like, mm, he's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just getting wrapped up in that. Mm. Um, so Samantha is immediately well no that's not true he's taken with Samantha first he's like hey haven't I seen you around somewhere didn't I see you with the blah 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 whatever awards and she's like no but my PR firm handled it because I'm a crazy awesome bitch because she likes to drop PR firm when she can yeah which is fair and you know what I respect her for that because none of the other girls talk about their job except for Carrie Mm. so it's because Charlotte's boring not in terms of like her career is boring, but Charlotte's just always never going to talk about herself. What is Charlotte's career? She's an art dealer. Oh, that's right. Per- like, not, not cur- an curator. Actual- she's not a curator. She no. she runs an art gallery, and so she I think she brings in the new artists and helps to sell their art and has like gallery openings and things like that. I think at one point, like last season, I likened her to like the art gallery cashier, <laughs> which is a shitty thing to do, but like I think that's kind of what she is. I think it hasn't been established what she is. I think someone's like she works in an art gallery every now and then she just does art stuff. So she has no fine position. It's just we need to have her do this and it's related to art. So mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, he gets her number, and I, my my note is woke Charlotte gets Sam to tell her to stop with the knee jerk liberal reaction to quote unquote black talk, which I thought was really interesting and funny in today's world mm-hmm. because it was a very um, Trump esque reaction <laughs> that Samantha had to Charlotte, and they both have their points though. And I just thought that it was a really interesting, like, because we've been talking so much about politics at the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. for her to suddenly be, like, knee-jerk liberal reaction. Right. Well, and I think Charlotte was, like, offended that Samantha was, like, objectifying him as a black man. But then Samantha was like, no, I objectify all men. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like, it wasn't, like, a race thing for her, but she still objectified. It's a weird... It's this weird thing, and... It still ain't right. (laughs) She also came back with, or Miranda explained Samantha being an equal opportunity offender, Mm -hmm. which is always the joke, but the way that I've always heard it, it's like, oh, I'm not racist, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Mm, Yeah, but if you call someone the N-word, and then you're just like, oh, and then white people drive Priuses, ha ha ha. No, that's not the Mm -hmm. same thing. So well, that's where my problem is. So when Charlotte spoke up, I was actually surprised that she kind of had that reaction. She was like, hey, you, do, you don't you do can't that. can't do that. And I was like, oh, I thought they were just going to go with it. I thought well, they were going to make because, it a comedy bit. Because up until this point, that has been their MO, was they're like, <laughs> we're racist. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know politics. Where's my Cosmo? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was interesting. I don't have anything for a little while as far as. So you take over, Joe. Perfect. What's your new note? My what? Your new note. Your next My note. My new note after that goes to Aiden. So oh, Aiden, Aiden makes an appearance. His first appearance of the entire series in this episode when Stanford goes over to Carrie's house. Carrie has settled in for a nice evening with Australian Vogue. And Stanford's like, fuck you, bitch. We're going to go to this art gallery or this furniture store. furniture store because the guy who made all the furniture is one single to going to be there. And also Stanford knows that there's going to be other people there that he could potentially tap into. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like, whatever. I'm not going until he's like, he's single. And she's like, all right, no, I'm getting my straight. Let's go. He's straight. straight. He's straight. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and so they go to this furniture store. It's super pretty. Everyone's like. It's beautiful. Aiden's mm. furniture is beautiful. Yes. Because Aiden is beautiful. Because Aiden's beautiful. And then um, Stanford and Carrie are talking about Aiden. And Stanford's giving him the lowdown on who Aiden is and everything. And then Carrie's like, oh, wait, stop. People are looking. People are looking. Turn around. And so they just face away from each other, pretending not to have a conversation. Which hilariously would just call more attention. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It's funny, but, like, also if it was in real life, it'd be like, what are those people doing? Like, why are you standing so close to somebody that you don't know? I do that all the time. Because I want them to hear what I'm talking about so that they think I'm interesting. And then they involve me in their conversations. I have that happen accidentally, and I hate it. I start no seriously so um Chad and I were on a date once like really early on in our relationship and he took me to this Italian restaurant that used to be by the adventure inn I want Italian food shut up can we get me the spaghetti after this yes oh my god I want it so bad okay pause back into page so um so we're sitting there and I'm like so how is the the show that you're working on because we were both in college and he was working on the Japanese production and so he's explaining this beautiful and so this was written by a friend of ours and it was actually like a really awesome story because it was based on a Japanese fable about um, them finding this red beast in the middle of nowhere and like this little girl becoming friends with with the beast and it's just it was a beautiful story and so he's telling me about this story 
And slowly we're both realizing that, like, the next table over has stopped talking and is, like, all but turned all the way around listening to us. And I look at Chad and Chad looks at me and we're like, it's time to fuck with them. So I'm like, then what happened? And so he starts making up this crazy story about like all of these things. And there's like fireworks and all of these elements. And at the end of our conversation, like we, we'd gotten the bill. We were just about to walk out. And I totally pitched it. So like right as we were like, you're ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. But before we do, um, when is this playing? How much are tickets? Where can they buy them? And we've looked at the couple like, mm-hmm. And we walked out. That is the cutest date ever <laughs> of my whole life that I've ever heard of. It was, I think it was Valentine's Day too. But we were totally like, there's like our second Valentine's Day together. But then they go see that show and they're like, where are the fireworks? What the And fuck? they're like, wait a minute. They didn't mention that this was all in Japanese. <laughs> Except for Chad's part. It was all in Japanese. No subtitles. If you're in it, sometimes you don't even need to know what's happening. If the it's production true. is good... It was, and it was great. It. Chad dyed his hair this, like, giant, vibrant red to play the Red Beast, mm-hmm. and he had this great outfit. It was actually a really good show. I have an aunt who, one, speaks Spanish, two, is deaf, but that bitch loves going to the movies, and she can tell you every single thing that happened in that movie and what the character arcs were and important, like, pieces that happened between them, and I'm like, how do you get all of this? She's like, I have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. She's also nosy as fuck, so even if, like, she's in a separate <laughs> room from where you are and scandalous things are happening and you're talking about them, she knows it. And she will tell everybody. She's super empathic. She's just like, um, I felt drama in here, so yeah. I can't. I feel like that's, like, a Latino aunt, a Latina aunt archetype. Yep. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and I feel like every culture has one, that aunt, but mine would be the more redneck hillbilly version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love how the meet cute goes with Aiden and Carrie. It's one of my favorite meet cutes where his dog kind of attacks her and she's just like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. Not a, not attack, like an angry attack, but like, Oh my God, I love you. Love me. Cause I'm a, cause I'm a dog, you know, like kind of thing. And then kind of starts humping her leg a little. And she's like, Oh, okay. And I think it was super cute, but also I hate how Carrie hates animals. I know it's so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's so obvious. And like, even if someone's dog was humping me, if they were that cute as Aiden, I would fucking roll with it. Like I was the biggest dog lover in the goddamn world. Oh, I would just become She's a dog like, <laughs> lover. How do you not? I just, I don't understand people who don't love animals. Right. Period. End of life. <laughs> like, seriously, I had how, they're so cute and they're so loving. I really don't think her and Aiden are that great of a match ever. No, but, but like, he's beautiful. Aiden deserves better. <laughs> yes. Because he's not materialistic. He's mm-hmm. not a city boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't mm-hmm. see what he sees in her. I see what she sees in him. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't see what he sees in her. I think that's that- the eternal drama of having a main character. Um, there's a there. Well, because um, I only heard about it from Veronica Mars. So there's the general ship, which is Veronica and Logan that everyone loves it for. And I was like, well, Logan's a piece of shit. I don't get it. Oh, and then my favorite character is Piz. So I ship Veronica and Piz, but everyone's like, no, Piz is like this, 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 this. And I was like, but he's a great character. And someone had to turn it back to me. And they're like, right, he's a great character. So you see why she would like him. If he was the main character, what would he see in her? And you're like, oh, <laughs> it has to be. It has, it has to be to reciprocal. Be mm-hmm. Oh, I get, it's not just because it's our main character that we're supposed to vouch for them. Oh, and then I got why people ship Veronica with Logan. And I was like, 
Right, because they're cut from the same cloth. They get each other. They're from that same thing. They deserve each other. Mm. So it's just the fact that she's the main character. That's what he sees in her. Yeah. Yeah. See, with Veronica Mars, I don't agree. I think Veronica Mars is brilliant. Anyone would fall in love with her. That's a story for another time. But the way that she is as a person, where she's super hard, doesn't trust people, doesn't let people into her circle, but demands to know everything else from other people is kind of harsh, especially when you're someone like Piss who gives everything. So Jess, <laughs> Jess and I were talking earlier, actually, about this, about how you, um, in order to kind of fix certain mistakes that mm-hmm. you make, you sort of have to become the opposite of yourself. Yes. Ooh. And I think that sometimes you seek out what the opposite of yourself is. And I feel like that's a very Veronica Mars-Piz relationship. I don't understand the reference because I do not know this show. So on our next podcast, which is going to be Veronica Mars. (laughs) No, it's not because we would seriously just sit down and be like, oh, my God, this episode was great. Like, we wouldn't go anywhere or do anything with with Veronica And when I say, like, become the opposite of yourself, I've delivered a sermon on this one time. I don't mean in an inauthentic way where you're being someone you're not, but you're looking at the parts of yourself that are dysfunctional and not serving you anymore Mm. and you're trying to not do that anymore that's what i mean by like wow i've had 10 dysfunctional relationships in the last 10 years like romance and i'm like looking for a life partner i should examine who i've been in those relationships see what's not working and do the opposite of that so if i'm really Mm. fucking high maintenance and an asshole Try to be not high maintenance and an asshole and mm-hmm. become just the like Veronica of- goes after yeah. Piz because she can trust him, whereas she can't trust Logan. Mm-hmm. But then she fucking okay. Listen, we're not getting into Veronica Mars. Okay. 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 We have sorry, to stick sorry, with sorry. the show we're doing. We're at but like yes. the forty-eight minute mark. Oh, by the way, gosh, this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. But the meet cute <laughs> is super good. But yeah, the meet cute is great. What is that word you're saying? So meet okay, cute. meet cute. So have you seen the holiday? Because this is the best explanation no. I feel like in in. The lexicon of America, whatever. So the meet cute is like literally when the main character and the romantic, you know, interest meet up and it's always in a cute fashion. So it becomes the dream of we met in the Barnes and Noble aisle looking, we reached for the same book. Right. Exactly. Yes. So in the holiday, it's described as um, when the the female lead walks into the department store for um for for PJs and the male walks in at the same time they both walk up to the counter and at the same time the male says i just need bottoms and the woman says i just need tops and they look and they meet and fall in love got it so yeah so that is that is the meet cute and that is an obsession of mine i love writing meet cutes mm-hmm. and looking at meet cutes and experiencing Gross. meet cutes like seriously every time I meet anyone new. I'm like, is this a meet cute? Yeah. Is it? Can I make it a meet cute? Is this the story we're going to tell at our wedding? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We both reached for the gun. <laughs> Joe and my meet cute <clears throat> was he came to see a show at Studio on Fourth. It was like one. It was like November. It was the first show I'd ever produced after moving to Reno in 2008. It was called the Art Bar Cabaret, and it was a variety show, and then people would come and vote for their favorite act. Oh, fun. And Bring that um, back, by the way, yeah, it was a really good show. And I don't remember this, but he never, ever, ever, ever looked in the R&R for things to do. But for some reason that day he did. And he saw this <laughs> description of the show called Art Bar Cabaret. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go. Never done that before. And he goes and he brings this like funny neighbor that lives that lived below him, an older guy named Zoltan. 
Yeah, so from like Hungary or something, <laughs> and um, or is, Czechoslovakia. I don't remember, mm, but so, so they come, and I was the MC of the show, obviously. And afterward, Joe came up to me and said, "Really good show, and I really like how, the way that you curse." Because I have well-timed cursing, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm only going to curse if it's going to get a laugh. Right. I'm not going to, like, drop an F-bomb, you know? <laughs> and that was our meet. Cute. That's, that's super fucking cute. Also, like, so slightly around. <laughs> like, I like the way you curse. I know, Ooh, me too. I was like, I do remember a guy saying that. Mm-hmm. I just don't piece it as it being Joe. Because mm-hmm. then we met again a few months later. But There's oh, a, a really bad movie, but bad on purpose, called Planet Terror. And there's two characters in it who were once dating and then come back to each other. And he's like, you took my jacket. And she's like, yeah, I took your fucking jacket. I was walking out on you. I was fucking cold. And I took your fucking jacket. So if you want, you can take your fucking jacket back now. And we never talk about it one more fucking time. He's like, I like the way you say fuck. She's like, good. Fuck you. <laughs> and that has been my entire basis of how I want a relationship to be. <laughs> Ever since then, I was like, mm, all right, get it. They can get it. Both of them. Um. I still want to talk about this meet cute because okay, yeah. uh, Stanford tells Carrie because she's like, well, what am I going to buy? I can't afford to buy anything. And Stanford's like, well, if you tell me you're a designer, you get a discount. Mm-hmm. And so Carrie and Aiden are talking about this one chair that's super cute. And Carrie's like, well, looks a little price tag. And she's like, well, I might consider. He's like, well, given. And then she's like, but I'm a designer, too. Tries to throw that in. He's like, well, with that discount and the fact that my dog hummed your leg, we can get it down to this. And she's like. Okay, fine. I'll take it. He's like, well, cool. I have two questions for you. Where am I taking it to? And can I take you to dinner? And she's like, if I say yes, will you knock $10 off? And I was like, oh, fuck. That, that's good. That's the Carrie that I think Carrie sees all the time. And I was like, I can see why Carrie's a fan of herself because that line was good. See, and I can see why Aiden would like her because she's quippy and mm-hmm. he enjoys that. Like, Someone who's just on their toes. So, yeah. Keep them on Someone toes who can sleep. play. That's that's what he likes in Carrie. Carrie plays along and that's what he likes. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's what I would like about her, too. Ultimately, I'd be like, we live in two different worlds. She likes nice things. Like, I'm afraid to own anything more than $50, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she likes designer everything. But if you can hang in my witty, snippy, improv, back and forth world, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, there's, I feel like... Especially with women. There's a lot of quippiness that will go a long way. Like, I I will not be attracted to somebody until the moment that they make a joke that I think is funny. And then I'm like, oh, actually, you're kind of cute. Yeah, suddenly. If smart just, and funny. It just, it I'm just there. T- like, turns on a dime, Greg Kleino. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, Greg, I feel like is, he is good looking. It's our friend Greg. So sorry, everybody who doesn't who's not our friend. Um, but we'll he's, post a picture. He, he, just a random picture of him will be our Instagram photo. Perfect. No, but he is <laughs> fucking hot though. He's Greg yeah, he's he's hot, hot and he tells bad dad jokes and I there's a weakness that I have for that and so I'm just like you were so cute. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago when we were working on um, our movie, it was my birthday during the during the movie or like the filming, and. And he's like, I'm going to grab lunch really quickly. And I'm like, oh, you should go across the street. They have this great chicken pesto um, sandwich that's fantastic. And you should totally, you should totally get it. And he was like, thanks for the recommendation. And then he brought me the sandwich. And I fell in love. What? (laughs) Yeah. Craig fucking Kleino. I know. He's so He just wants us all to have a crush on him. That's his MO. Yeah. Like your husband. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know Kleino and Bike Joe 
are very similar spirits. They They're are. unstoppable. Yeah. No, I know. I I I know. Yeah, I total yeah. hardcore crush Joe and Greg at I like know. the same time. They're when they're in the same room together, I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I don't I, know where to point my pelvis. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know where to point my pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need that to be like a shirt or something. Uh, we're creating merchandise, so if at any point mm-hmm. we have something funny, we're gonna have it there. Um, but yeah. So anyway, meet cute. Totally adorable with um with Carrie and Aiden. They decide to go out. Um and the next scene is Steve coming into or no, Miranda's coming home. And Steve comes up and he's so excited. And he's so, so excited about this. And I think it's so adorably nineties that he's like, guess what? I want a contest at Sam Goody yeah. to try and make a half court shot at the Knicks game and I'm gonna make it and we're gonna be millionaires, which I don't think that they would give that much money for it. But you know, let's just live in the realm of Steve's excitement. And she totally knocks him down on it. And I d- it, like, breaks my heart, this scene, yeah. because he's so excited. And you can't help but get excited for him and with him. But apparently Miranda can, because she's just like, okay, cool story. How many times do you see that in relationships, though? Yeah. Like, do you so have real. friends that are in these relationships and you're like, you're kind of mean to each other? Mm-hmm. So, speaking from experience, my, that's an issue that me and my boyfriend had, had overcome. Where we both are super excited about what we like and we want to share it with each other. But once we've started going about that things, we realize that the things that we're super, super interested in, the other people are not. And that's mm-hmm. been super hard because I, you can't tell someone, okay, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Don't talk to me about your thing because I really don't care about it because that, that doesn't work. But also getting to the point where we're like, oh, this is what's happening in the thing that I like. And the other person being like, cool. Yeah, that's amazing. What else? <laughs> like what's that's. Um, oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And you can tell they're just listening for the sake of that, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. Um, I experienced it. Well, first it happened to my boyfriend because my boyfriend's super into drag queens and likes RuPaul and all that. And I'm like, that is so cool for you. I respect them and what they're doing in their art form. I don't give a shit about it. It's like football to me. I, is, right. I could yeah. do not. I'm glad you have your team. I do mm-hmm. not fucking care. And right. it, Go and, sports ball. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to get me into it. So we were watching a show and I was, he was like, just watch a season with me. We'll figure out what happens. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why not? Like new experiences. Try. Like, let's, yeah. We'll try this. And I was not into it, but I was like, but I'll keep watching. Maybe it'll get better. I don't like reality TV shows. I don't like watching TV for the most part. And I don't like competition TV shows because I just want everyone to win. And I don't like dramatic t- reality TV Where, shows like, that are competition. The producers with- obviously stirring shit up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, I- why can't we celebrate? They're all doing great things. Why does it have to be this, 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 this? Yeah. And then so we were catching up on an older season while watching a new season. And mm-hmm. I figured out who the season winner was for that one. And it was my least favorite person. So I was like, so I already know who won. So I don't care about it. I really I'm really sorry. I don't care about it. I don't want to watch this anymore. And so he was kind of upset about that. So it's been us trying to figure that one out. And then one day we went to lunch and they were playing Hairspray, the movie, the music, the movie musical, hmm. which was one of the things that got me into movie musicals. So I was super pumped and I showed up and I was like, oh my God, this is playing. Let's get a seat here. And I'm so excited. And the girl saw how excited I was. She's like, do you want me just to start it over? Nobody's watching it. And I was like, oh my God, yes, please. That'd be so exciting. So I was just having a blast. And then my boyfriend got like a little embarrassed that I was enjoying myself so much. And he was like. You're like singing a little loud or like you're laughing Aww. a little thing. And I was like, oh, okay. But I just let it go. And then we got into the car and then he just went wild over something that happened on RuPaul's Drag Race. And you're and, like, you're being a little loud. Well, then later on, I was like, I just want you to know that, like that 
hurt me. I know that I was hurting you when I told you I didn't want to do your stuff. But then for you to be embarrassed by how excited I am about my stuff and then immediately go into your stuff mm. was really, 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 really shitty. And it made me feel like shit. So from our from that, because that started early on, it's just been trying to find a nice way of supporting each other, supporting our interests and not going too far into it, but not trying to distance ourselves from it. Yeah. And every now and then we have a slip up, both of us. Yeah. Or just like, mm-hmm. well, that's, I don't want to share all of this with you yet because we haven't made it that far to respect it and recognize it. Mm-hmm. So that shit hurts. And it's hard because I know that I'm also to blame. Mm. And But you have also been really good. I think you need to talk about his Christmas present. Ew. No, that's so that. cute. <laughs> Ew. Okay, I'll tell you. Um... <laughs> So Joe's super supportive and turned really hard. So he made a um, board game for his boyfriend um, from the, so he like deconstructed a guess who board. Look at this blushing brown boy, right? Like deconstructed a guess who board and um, put all of the drag queens that Challen loves in it and made the game Rue Who. Guess Rue. Guess Rue. I'm sorry. Shut Guess Rue. up. That's and fucking genius. Yeah. First Does of all, your drag huge. queen have a red weave? Well, um, <laughs> I also rewrote the rules a little bit because like, oh, normal guess who you're going off appearances. And this one, like, it's for people who like the show. So talk about it. Like, were they a top three contenders? Okay, what Did was his get... fucking reaction? I wasn't there for it because I don't like giving gifts and being yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> and it was super weird because I gave it to him and I was like, you can open it up, whatever. I don't care. I just don't want to be here for it. <laughs> and then he did Christmas Eve with his mom, opened some presents, did Christmas Day with his dad. And then I still didn't hear anything. So I was like, okay, so cool. He didn't like it because I told him, hey, if you don't like it, you don't have to talk about it. And I was like, okay, cool. He didn't like it. That's totally fair. But I guess he had just left his present at home and didn't open it up until he got home at like 3 or 4 p.m. on Christmas Day. And then when he finally opened it, he was like, oh my fucking God, are you (laughs) kidding me? This is so great. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I feel a little bit better. So has he played Hmm. it? Here's the thing. Oh. Nobody else gives Wants a shit about RuPaul. <laughs> so he has n- no, one no one to play with. with. Yeah. Okay, like, that is real gift of the Magi status right there. <laughs> so oh. I'm like, because he has a couple friends who watch, so I think he can play with them. But just in the sense that like, oh, guess who? You can just play with anyone because you don't need any knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then be like, hey, the, based off of drag queen trivia, do you want to play? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. But that's, the, but I thought the thought was so beautiful. And when you told me about the idea, I'm like, that is the Best thing I've it's ever heard. A plus, 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 plus. I was with Paige because I was like, uh, RuPaul always incorporates his name into whatever and it's super annoying. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at Paige and I was like, oh my God, guess Ru. And that was, I was like, boom, done, solidified. I'm making it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. And then I fucked up because I would, I planned it since October because I thought of the idea and I bought the board game immediately and I was like, cool, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to make it look so pretty, so nice. And then Challen came over to my house, so I had to hide it really good. But I did too well of a job because then I forgot about it until December 22nd. (laughs) Shit. And then I was like, I need to print everything out. I fucked up. I did not give myself enough time to do this the way I wanted to. So everything kind of looks like it was done last minute, but it still works to its fullest capacity. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make it a 200. It's still a 100. I was trying to make it a 200. Mm. And then I fucked up one drag queen's name. Her name is Peppermint. And I typed it in as Pepper Mill. And I was like, well, there's no going back. I printed that shit out and I'm not going back. It's too late. 
Yes. Fact. We are at the one hour mark. Oh my and gosh. we are. And we are not even halfway seven minutes through the into episode. our episode. Yeah. So let's go ahead and make this a two parter. All so, right. Two part episode. Yeah. So we're taking this out. Tune in next week for the rest of this amazing episode. Oh my God. We Harry Pottered it. Yes. We did that. <laughs> okay. So excited to see you next week. Yep. Yeah, and until then, remember, remember always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. <laughs>